Welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and all the things that grind our ears. Seriously, we gotta do better than that. We're we're gonna change that. Okay, now... Thank you for making it to episode two. This is episode two. All the things that grind our gears. This is your grandfather's podcast. <laughs> your grandfather should be listening to this, but yeah. your grandfather is dead. Except, yeah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so first we're going to start out with the roll call. Uh, Brad, are you there? I am present. Matthew, are you there? I am present also. Michael? Present. <laughs> All right, so. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> Matt, what are you drinking there, buddy? Uh, a white Russian. Uh, but with the caveat of not regular vodka, but honey vanilla vodka from Cardinal Spirits in Bloomington, Indiana. Makers of some fine, fine alcohol. Brad, what do you got there? I'm having the Porter from Founders Brewing Company. It is billed as dark, rich, and sexy, and it is all of those things. So, as, as is Michael. Yes, that's right. Dark. <laughs> Very dark. Pasty, rich, and sexy yes. would be Michael, but yeah. I am drinking Henry's hard soda. It's one step above Mike's hard lemonade. No, I, it what? really might be a step below Mike's no, no, hard lemonade. No, no, no. It's Henry's hard soda made with cane sugar, so there's that. At least it has like cane sugar in there. But I'm drinking the hard. So you're ginger. saying, so you're saying it's it's not it's the corn syrup that makes it a girl drink, or <laughs> so because it doesn't have corn syrup. Uh, don't knock the hard hey, ginger. Man, drink, drink what you drink. It's got four point two percent alcohol. I, I like alcohol. Four point two percent. So it's a step above water. You could then. literally drink a five gallon bucket of that and walk out the door and get in your car and drive. Well, you know, it's it's. Not I like how Michael reads the label every week. Like <laughs> well, that's, that's like an ongoing theme after two podcasts. Is Michael just reads the label? Yeah, it's uh, it's a malt beverage with natural flavors, guys. Well, that's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Good news. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, that that was that that was what we're drinking. So we're going to go ahead and start in the news feed. Matt, do you want to kick us off with your depressing news piece? I'm sure. I don't have depressing... <laughs> I hate you both. I don't have any depressing things this week. I actually have two small ones um, that I want to share. They're not really news ones. That is breaking the rules. Shut up. It's not really news so much as just a couple things I found on Geekology, which is quite an interesting website. It is. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah. If you've never been on geekology.com, do that. Yeah, you need to do that soon. Um the first one is they have a thing called the Hangover Cup. It's essentially a giant soupy cup for drunk adults. <laughs> so here we'll, we'll post it. Here's a picture of it. Oh my! It's literally a liter-sized sippy cup with a spill-proof cap. Good. What are you gonna put in that? Is it just so you can drink? Well, my guess is if you're drunk enough to buy one of those, you're probably <laughs> filling that with vodka anyway. It's, so. well, it says it holds up to a liter of liquid, which should make a large enough cocktail to hair of the doggy back to feeling decent. Like, if you drink a liter of something, like, after you've been hung over, you're going to get drunk again. That's not here. I remember talking That's to a like, guy, uh, a friend of mine once that saw a guy in college drink himself sober. And I feel like that is, like, for this kind of person. <laughs> like, that I'm just going to push through this and keep <clears throat> drinking alcohol until I'm sober. I feel, like that's a, I feel like that's time to reevaluate. I, I was going to say, if you're buying something choices. called the Hangover Cup, which is a giant adult <laughs> sippy cup, you're... Yeah, it's time to reevaluate yeah. your life at that yeah. point. Hot or, hot or cold liquids, leak-proof valve, dishwasher safe, easy to hold, BPA-free. 
Because yeah. drunk people can't. Right, because, yeah. Because it's, you know, it's the BPA that'll kill you, not the liter of vodka and that you're one, drinking while you're already in one liter capacity, yeah. Good My great. favorite feature on that is the leak proof valve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you can't spill it. <laughs> that way, when yeah. you're, when you've got it in your hand while you're vomiting into your own toilet, at least uh, it won't spill all over your floor. I bought, I bought each of us two of them. So, oh. Just so you know. Um, nice. Yeah. Wow, that is the most ridiculous product awesome. ever. So, the second one follows up with that, not has anything to do with giant sippy cups for people who are hungover. Um, I, I found a statue. It's called oh. Korean Korean Buff Jesus. I've Crucifix. seen this. It's terrible. Oh gosh, I don't even Korean Buff. It's everything. It's a Korean crucifix with a very very muscular Jesus. You're going to hell. So no, whoever now, now created when I say this like, is going to hell. When I say like muscular Jesus, I'm talking like eight pack abs, like the little muscles on the side of the abs. Those are called obliques. The obliques. <laughs> I've never had them in my never life. Had those, nor will those I. Are. Uh, the like the traps and the lats and the, the biceps and try like just, I mean it looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger with long hair on a cross. The thighs look like Lance yeah, Armstrong. It's ridiculous. Thigh. It's absolutely absurd. So yeah. here's a picture. We'll post this too. Oh my god. So there's gosh, a, yeah. I mean it is absolutely. Like the most masculine Jesus you could possibly put up there. Do you even lift, bro? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, lift a cross. Do you, yeah. do you even lift, bro? Jesus. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah. Oh so my I, gosh, that's called that's CrossFit Jesus. Yeah, that's it, what that yeah, is. that's a, well, it's the kind of Jesus like the Fight Club Jesus, like where bros are beating each other up. Just in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Um, it says honestly, if Jesus really did look like that, there probably never would have been a crucifixion. Crucifixion. Just the day Jesus killed all the Romans swinging across. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's ripped Jesus right there. Ripped Jesus. Tearing, tearing the nails straight out of the uh, oh, the cross. And so, so that's at least we're like, at least we're not the only ridiculous Christian I, culture in the world, right? So I don't understand geekology. Is that like a product that, that they're selling? They're not selling. No, 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 no. It's an actual. That's an actual crucifix. Somebody has somewhere. It's Korean. In Korea. It's Korean. Yeah. yeah. So at least America's not the only ridiculous Christian culture around. So that's nice. good to know, at least. Yeah. All right, Brad, what do you got? Okay, um, since we're all in the in various parts of the coffee business, yeah. I came across this recently. Uh, have you heard of Go Cubes? Go Cubes, no. Okay, so there's a company called Nutrobox out of San Francisco, because, of course, it's out of San Francisco, uh, that makes these cubes... They are, it's, and they bill it as chewable coffee. So each cube, they, they bill it sort of as, um, uh, they say they reinvented coffee. I think that's probably a bit much. But it's basically a chewable sort of gummy cube that tastes like they've got three different flavors. They've got mocha, they've got a latte, and they've got what's called pure drip. Which I'm guessing is just supposed to taste like decent coffee. coffee. So uh, you get four in a pack, and they each have a hundred milligrams of caffeine. Okay. Well, so what's a, what's a normal cup of coffee? Uh, that, it just depends. It, it honestly I mean, I sure depends. depends on the kind of coffee and all that. So. I don't remember off the top of my head. So just full disclosure, I bought twenty four of these today. <laughs> so sometime in this podcast, we'll have a review of these. I had to. Okay, so yeah. Matt and I especially travel a lot. Uh, for our job, we fix espresso machines. Michael is a manager for a large uh, coffee chain, and um, <laughs> and so Michael, I, I want to open this up to you. Does this sound like a good idea? 
Because, Michael, you're probably the biggest coffee snob of the three of us because you're the, quote, coffee master. I am a coffee master. Yeah. Um, You've even quote. been to Costa Rica to where uh, they... Not quote, I have been to the farms in Costa Rica. Yes, I've met awesome. the farmers. Yeah. Um, okay, so I guess my, my main question is, who is this intended for? What, what, is, what is the purpose? Is this for somebody who doesn't want, who doesn't want coffee... Or doesn't want to drink a coffee. Like, is this like a multivitamin? Or what's... Yeah, what's... I don't know. I, here's here's what I, I'm kind of excited about them because of... The, okay, it's, this is never going to be a replacement for people's morning cup of no. coffee. I think there's something cool about and, and great about just being able to sip a hot cup of coffee in the morning. It's energizing and it's not just the caffeine. There's something about it for me. And I think most people sort of feel that way. This is... They, when they say they reinvented coffee, that's a stupid thing to say because they haven't. They just made a caffeinated gummy bear, basically. Um, <laughs> it's literally, that's literally all. I'm on the, I'm right. On, I'm it on is. The it's a coffee-flavored gummy bear. Right. They're, it's a coffee-flavored cube of gummy whatever. They're, so they're crowdfunding page. Like, I'm on the crowdfunding page. Indiegogo. Yeah. They raised 114% of their campaign. I mean, that's so they went over and above. Um, it says two, two of these equals one cup of coffee. Right. So, you know, half a cup in, in, in each cube. Yeah. Whatever that means, I don't know. Okay, right? so... It's, like, it's like, one of those things, like... You know, they talk about it being... Like, one of the things they bill it as is, like, a convenient way of doing... Like, it's not like coffee is super inconvenient. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? I mean, it's a cup I mean, of coffee. Like, how inconvenient is it to go into a Starbucks or wherever and... It, I mean, you get just, if you just get a regular cup of coffee, it, that takes literally what, like, ten seconds from yeah. the time you order it to the time. It, it feels like a not just a novelty thing, like somebody. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's what it is for me. Like, if I there's times in my driving, like if I have to go to South Bend, Indiana, or we're about to get into the Illinois market, and some of these drives are three hours or so. In the afternoon, I can drag sometimes. I'm probably going to keep these in my car. Yeah, and if I need a pick me up, I don't have to stop. I can just chew a cube of this and see if it gives me a pick me up. That's like you said, it's either a novelty or for something like that, where it's just a quick thing you can just chew up. Yeah, yeah it's something that will never replace coffee because no, like it's a five hour energy version of coffee. Yes, it's like absolutely a multivitamin vitamin right. version of coffee yeah. because when people drink coffee and people drink like I I know a lot of people who drink coffee. Um, it's a part of a ritual. It's part of what yes. they do. It's part of their everyday yes, thing. Absolutely. And, and maybe taking a multivitamin is part of people's rituals. Part of my ritual. In the morning, mm-hmm. I do have the chewy multivitamins. That's the life I live. Flintstones. Flintstones. Chewables for kids. They're gummies. Oh, they're man. gummies. They they're very delicious. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm not going to substitute that with like some chewable coffee. Right. Right. Like because real coffee drinkers don't like on a regular basis. I mean, there are people who drink instant coffee. I judge those people. It's okay. <laughs> but. Wait, it's okay you judge them or it's okay that they drink but coffee? But it's okay. What about, oh, come on, okay. Michael, you're a Starbucks guy. What about Via? That's instant coffee. It's it's, it's not instant coffee. It's coffee in an instant. It's 100%. Oh, my God. It's 100% around <laughs> oh. beans. It is, there's that no was the chemicals. most, like, company speak thing I've ever heard. There's no chemicals in, in Via. Oh, my None. Gosh. No chemicals. It's 100%. Do they still have those? Yeah, they they're do. actually pretty oh, delicious. Like for are. instant coffee. Oh, I'm sorry. For coffee in an instant, it's delicious. Those are really good. Yeah, I'm, it's, I'm it's not because a lot of times with instant coffee, yeah. you get a lot of chemicals, you a lot do. of other sure. dehydrated coffee. This is yeah. via something totally, totally different. Um, <laughs> instant coffee is like the the Bud Light of, of coffee. 
coffee. Like, yeah, it's like it's for people that you don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, coffee right. on the go. Yeah, it's when when you're in desperate measures. Like when I went to uh, Costa Rica, it was great to have Via because it was a convenient way to have like, a decent sure. cup of coffee. It was better than. You couldn't find coffee. a decent cup of coffee in the middle of coffee fields. <laughs> You'd be surprised, man. Really? I had, I had a lot of, of really great cups of coffee, and I like. I don't think I'm, you had a lot of downtime either, though. Really, didn't well, have a whole lot. It's not like you went searching. We're talking for... about. I was in, when I'm in a hotel, when I'm on an airplane, those oh, okay. kind of situations. Right, on a bus ride, yeah. yeah. Like it's you know, it is what it is. So they have a, they have a picture on here of, <laughs> for people who are apparently dumb, um, of a coffee cup being put into a purse with an equal sign that shows coffee being spilled in the purse. Then they have two cubes being put into the purse showing equals a clean purse. Yeah. Well, I mean, I oh. it's, it's, case, a, it's In a, case you're dumb enough to put your coffee you put in your way. purse. I oh, know. Here's the thing. This is a gimmicky niche product and it's probably only going to be around for a couple of years and then it'll probably fade away into obscurity. Either that or it'll be sold in like... And they'll all make more money than we One do. thing I do probably want so. to disclaim, I do not lo- intend on talking about Starbucks every podcast we have. <laughs> Number two is I am not a spokesperson for the company, so that we, we just like get Starbucks. that. We uh, I hey Starbucks, I yeah, I'm fine with Starbucks. Yeah. It I, pays my in at an indirect way pays my pays my salary. Salary. <laughs> my so. thoughts are my own. Brad and Matt's yeah. thoughts are their own. Sure. We yeah. do not in any way represent the company. No. Sure, absolutely. No, no. But no. we do love it. Yes. So there's that. Sure. Um. All right, my uh, little I don't know what you'd call it section my in the news feed yes is okay so I, I know I think Matt does not like cheese right it depends he could eat it on pizza do you like cheese I love cheese I, it, depends love on, it depends cheese. on what it's on it just depends it depends on the situation okay I had so, goat cheese on a salad for dinner and it was just magical so yeah wonderful <laughs> so recently in the state of Wisconsin on two separate Two separate occasions, somebody stole a lot of cheese. <laughs> a lot of cheese. I think so, I heard about so this. So $90,000 yeah. worth yes. of Parmesan, and then $70,000 worth of lot. cheese. Something else. Yeah, so so somebody stole a ton of cheese. <laughs> Number one, what were they thinking? How? What are they going to do with all they that cheese? They stole semi-trucks, right? They stole semi-trucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard about this. So what are they going to do with all that cheese? I... You see, I, I thought the same thing when I heard this. On, I think I either heard it on the news or something or radio or whatever. I had the same thought. Like, what? That's a pretty easy easy to track crime. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I've never sort of understood. You can't possibly eat that much cheese. For one, you'd never crap again for the rest of your life if you <laughs> ate that much cheese. But, like... You just literally explode. You, like, you... Yeah, I, I thought how easy... That has to be easy to track because... Aren't authorities going to notice if all of a sudden, if like there's a big round of like ninety thousand dollars for Parmesan? Yeah, I know. Like there can't be a black market for Parmesan. Like you can find Parmesan anywhere. Like I can understand it was like that super rare cheese from France that has like maggots growing in it. Okay, fine. Like I get it. So the Parmesan or cheddar? Another series of questions why you're eating maggots. Well, but like a par, at least it's a delicacy. Like a Parmesan or a cheddar. I mean, you can go to Kroger. And so, buy all your to your heart's content. I don't know. So long story short, both people who stole the cheese, both all, both of them got caught. <laughs> like they, they they found the seventy thousand dollars worth of cheddar cheese and other cheeses um, in a distribution center last week, um, and then they also found the ninety thousand dollars worth of Parmesan, which is forty one thousand pounds Gosh. of Parmesan cheese. That's a lot of cheese. And um, that's, they, that's a big twinkie. 
it, it <laughs> they found the entire shipment intact and it had been unloaded into a warehouse. Um, so I, I, I guess this begs to, to, to differ. Here's a question for you guys. If you were to just to stumble across, I'm not going to say you're going to steal a, a semi truck worth of something, but let's say you stumble across a stuff. Uh, let's let's say you did steal a semi truck. Wait, before I ask well, this question, can I say something? Yes. So these guys that got caught, yeah. you could say they weren't cheese whizzes, then, right? <laughs> that joke. Can we kick Come on. Podcast? Come that on. If we edited this that, podcast, that would be that edited. That would be gone. Wow. Oh, wow. That's the reaction I was looking oh, for. Oh, my God. Okay. So, if you, if you were to steal a semi-truck worth of a perishable food item, what would you want that semi-truck to be full of? A perishable food item. Yeah, something that you can't obviously can't sell. You can't that sell you to anyone else. Eat. Like a large amount of like something. What would it be? It'd have to be for me like potato chips or something. Is that considered perishable? I guess it would be. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, they go bad eventually. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I can. Like, if you put if you put a, a bag of chips and like some French onion dip in front of me, I'll lose my self respect in ten minutes. Like I'm I'm literally I'm like that is my meth. Like yeah, my pupils dilate and I'm just I ask my you could ask yeah. you could ask my wife like seriously I've seen it happen a can, yeah. a can of Pringles for me like a can of Pringles I have to like physically force myself to put the cap back yeah, on I can do Pringles, Pringles too. too yeah and that's after like half a can I mean I will cheddar I and sour cream Pringles. Pringles I could yeah I could do that with Oreos like oh look there's a sleeve of or, Oreos or <laughs> eel fudge double stuff oh, eel fudge cookies man. those things I just had some for after the Girl Scout the Girl Scout Samoas like I eat a row of those like, are, are those ones with there. coconut in them yeah uh, no, thanks. I eat at least a row of those you don't like those I just I, I mean they're okay I can have a couple of them so this is this podcast is now being called Two Normal Americans and a Communist. <laughs> so what is wrong with you? You seriously don't like those. I, I like them. I just couldn't eat a whole entire package of them in one sitting. I could, oh, I could it, without yeah, even trying. Without even trying, I would go throw up and then I'd finish off the, yep. the box. I'd be miserable without, without, I'd do it. without a doubt. I eat, I never eat less than a than a row. There's like yeah. five or six in a row. Those I eat never less than a row. And it's not even against the cookies. It's against the coconut. Just, you don't like coconut? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not crazy about coconut. It's it's papery. It just has a weird texture. Like coconut again, flavor. Welcome to the Two Americans and <laughs> a Communist podcast. Wow. wow. So you're going with potato chips? Yeah, probably potato chips. I don't know, man. I just... I, I open a bag of chips, and it is just... It's, it's on. I'm not like, with chips and salsa. It's on. Like, if I make my salsa and stuff, like homemade salsa. Like, I'm like, fine with chips and salsa, but, like, Lay's potato chips and French onion yeah. dip. What's your... I'm, what I'm what Lay's are you talking about? I like either the wavy or just the regular. Either the one. The wavy, cheddar, me. and sour cream. No, I mean like just the plain. plain. Those are good too, but I mean as far as like plain with chi- with potato chips dip. with French onion dip, um, it's, it's, it's over. I open that and I, my wife literally has to like take it away from me and put it away. It's it's awful. Yeah. He's, Matt, what do you got? Are just, we talking about like just snack stuff? Yeah, just, it can be whatever. anything. It can be a... Chef Boyardee's something. Uh, maybe it shouldn't. We shouldn't just say perishable. It's something you obviously cannot pawn off to somebody else, and you can't use in a way that everyone else will find out that you stole a semi truck full of silly buddy steak. Oh, steak, right? You know, I just wouldn't, uh, I just wouldn't Instagram yeah. it so nobody knew. That's how I keep it secret. I'd eat. I'd eat steak every day. Of my yeah, life. steak's okay. pretty awesome. Like, a, like a New York strip or like something. You have like to refrigerate that. That's a big refrigerator. It's a big refrigerator. Well, if it's a well, might be a refrigerator truck. I'll just park out back. <laughs> yeah, they <would laughs> it may draw the eye. Seeing as how you that. live next to two cops, that may not <laughs> yeah. be the best idea. Yeah, you're not going to get away with that. <laughs> yeah, the police dog next door might sniff out the steaks. Maybe. Um, 
<coughs> I don't know what I would take. Um, probably... Starbucks Via. Try yeah. it at your local, <laughs> oh, local supermarket. Um, I would probably go <laughs> Henry's with... Henry's Hard Soda. What? Henry's, <laughs> Henry's Hard Soda. <laughs> I would go with Henry's Hard Soda. <laughs> I would drink myself into oblivion. Oh, no, so no you know, with 4% alcohol. <laughs> no, I was going to say. <laughs> I would do two semi-trucks for that. Yeah. Uh, to get a buzz. Yes. <laughs> um, let's go with Little Debbie's uh, uh, Nutter Butters. I think that's what really not the nutter, nutter, yeah, nutter like butter, the peanut butter sticks. Yeah, the I know what you're talking um, about. I don't even I don't know what they're, what they're called. called. The nutty bars. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yes. Nutty bars. Looks like the wafers. Can we do players. a whole episode on how Little Debbie's has reduced their portion size to like nothing, and it's ridiculous? Yeah, like Cadbury eggs. Well, do I mean like well that, but like it's oatmeal? Oh, oh gosh. my gosh! Oatmeal cream pies are literally the size of like a nickel now. Yeah, like, so. Cadbury eggs. Let me tell you about Cadbury like the, eggs. No, wish you I wish I wish everybody could see the anger in both of oh, them. So, so Cadbury eggs. Um, a few years ago, I don't remember what it was a talk show. I think Conan O'Brien. There was a guest on there. I don't remember which guest it was. You can Google it and tell me. I don't care. Um, and somebody had talked about. So Cadbury had this whole thing saying, even on their website, it said, "They're not smaller. You're just bigger." And so they like admit that so, they're smaller, but no, they have to do like no, they the Donald. About Trump, it. They do the Donald Trump mind Jedi mind trick. They lied like, about it. They said I'm they're not person. smaller. You're yeah, bigger. Right. So somebody, whoever this was, it was a, a celebrity who had who was a big fan of the Cadbury eggs. They actually brought one out into the audience and was like, "This is how much bigger it is." And it was sizably larger of an egg than it used to be, or than it was sizably larger. Right. Now so it's now much smaller. A lot smaller, yeah. So, yes, they That's have reduced the size. Trick. I never noticed. You I, didn't? I, oh, I did. I yeah. ate it too fast to notice. Well, yeah. Yeah, but now that you can eat a whole one in one bite, you didn't used to be able to do that. Oh, you still can't do that. Oh, yeah, sure. Challenge accepted. I was going to say, well, <laughs> okay, on the next podcast, <laughs> we'll be free-basing some, uh, some of us have eating disorders that can, we can't do that, apparently. Uh, <laughs> well, they have, have, they have the mini ones. No, no, no. Like, but even like the reg- normal, ones. regular size. There's like four of those things this week. The, the they randomly showed up. They randomly showed up in my freezer, and I just they're going like oh, see, now, They're probably my kids, and I just now ate I really like, want a Cadbury egg. How many of those could you eat in one sitting? Probably no more than two. Those yeah, things are so they're rich. rich. Yeah, I think I could do three, maybe four. Well. And so, so next podcast we'll be challenging Michael to see. It's like the lame Christian chubby bunny game with, but without instead of marshmallows, it's Cadbury eggs. We're gonna that, see how many Michael can fit in his mouth at one time. Oh, I can easily fit. I can definitely do two. Maybe, maybe three. I'm going three. I think you can do three. Oh, All right, well, that's going to happen. So. Um, I did, so it, since we're talking about Easter candy, I don't know how we got on this tangent, but since we're talking about e- Easter candy, um, I bought all three versions of the Mystery Peeps this year. Candy um, Peeps. Mystery Peeps. Candy Peeps. The, the, number two, spoiler alert for you guys out there, don't buy number two because it's buttered popcorn. Peeps. Ooh, yeah, it's bad. That's rough. Yes, yes, yes. Do not Boy, buy. That seems like a really bad. Like, idea. I mean, I like buttered popcorn. I'm not sure I like something that's supposed to taste. I don't like want a marshmallow popcorn. to taste like buttered popcorn. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. awful. It was. It was like, the only thing I really do with peeps is blow them up in the microwave. Like if you've that's never done literally that, the only thing. I don't know that I have. Oh, seriously. Oh, okay, so put them on like a paper plate. Paper plate, or you're gonna ruin like a good plate. Yeah. Paper plate. You put them in the microwave. Just put it on like a minute, and you just sit and watch it, and they literally blow up to like. Five times their normal size, and then eventually they just go, and just sort of collapse. It's pretty awesome. 
I don't have paper plates because I care about our environment. Oh, our world. come on. I'll can we you loan you a paper plate? plate? I'll loan okay. you a paper plate. <laughs> you can give it back to me and I'll recycle Okay, then ruin one of your plates and go buy another one at Goodwill <laughs> or something. Good, I'll just buy a Goodwill plate. There you go. Shatter. But you should definitely do that. Your kids will love it. My kids think it's the best thing ever. Yeah. I will, I will check that out. They'll yeah. love it. Okay. So... Now into our further up, further in, or FUFI section. Oh, I'm still, with that. We still haven't, we still haven't improved that. No, we're no, staying with no, that. No, we're, it's, okay. it's beautiful. It's we'll a, it's we'll a, get rid of the grinder gear saying we're staying with FUFI. That's yeah. It's 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 a C.S. Lewis reference. It's it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I'm not really sure the FUFI is a C.S. Lewis. <laughs> well, <laughs> he would approve. He would. He, okay. He would, All right. Fair he enough. Would, he, would, he would still love me. Have you fair not enough. read uh, the Last Battle? Because <laughs> I think that that clears it up. That yeah, I'm it good. does. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So the, the the topic and we were supposed to discuss this the first part of the we're gonna do like a little intro about what we were talking about, but yeah, we, we totally forgot that. about it. It's so okay. we're just gonna tell you now. Um, so my question for you guys is what is dualism? Because that's what you said you wanted to talk about. Yeah. And literally, the literally a non sequitur. Yes. Uh, we go from peeps to dualism. That is yes. a pretty terrible transition. Hey, guys. Yeah. We'll work on our transitions. Welcome Hang to with us. Two Americans in a Communist Podcast. <laughs> this is your horrible transitions. <laughs> At least I, I went to FUFI. <laughs> what is dualism? Matt, you want to start that off? Yeah. Essentially. <clears throat> Essentially, the, a very simplistic way of looking at it is it's either or thinking. Black and, what, and white. Black and white, either or. Um, it's one or the other type of thinking. Uh, there's no room for gray areas. There's no room for discussion. There's no room for really anything. It's really just. It, it's almost it's almost um, picking an extreme, and and going on that side. Whatever side of the extreme you pick. You go to that extreme. So basically, dualism is just our entire political <clears throat> process at this point <clears throat> in America. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's a, that's yeah. a very good example, and I don't want to just limit it to, to politics. It's really a, it's really a spiritual issue more than it is anything. But that, I mean, the political arena is definitely, especially as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Especially as uh, antagonistic as our current political culture is towards anybody of a different viewpoint and it's and that's both sides of the aisle. Sure. it's not just yep. there, there, there's it really dualism is like the absence of a moderate voice um it's what richard it's what richard Rourke would call the absence of like third third eye seeing the seeing things in a completely different way like third eye aligned how's it gonna be it's got nothing to do. no because the best uh how's this is gonna yeah, be? this is completely uh dualistic <laughs> thinking but it's also very true is that uh third eye blind sucks <laughs> so there's your uh there is no gray area on that they are terrible. so that song is good and it's catchy no okay it's, it's catchy we'll give you catchy we'll give you catchy we're not giving you good no that's not happening so there's there's your black and white thinking third eye blind is crap and if you say so, so you're an idiot you are if you say otherwise you're an idiot so yeah. All How's right. it gonna be? But but even further than that, uh, getting away from third eye blind, thank God. Um, even further than taking a little bit further than just black and white thinking, it has to do with. Also has to do with the, kind of the when people divide up the, the spirit and the material. Meaning. You know, we talk about things being spiritual or things being physical or we talk about things being secular or things yeah, being yeah, sacred. Yeah, I was say the, the it's religious we, way is sacred and secular. Yeah, we yeah. tend we tend to cut things down the middle and put things on one side or put things on the other. We it's a very it's an easy way of classifying people 
classifying ideologies, classifying theologies, yeah. classifying all kinds of things. Michael with a giant fail right there, nice. Um, it, it's a way of it's a way of pigeonholing things and yes. pigeonholing people. Is that's a that's the easiest way I can explain it. So it's like saying that I can't listen to Third Eye Blind um, because they don't talk about Jesus, and instead I must listen to Toby Mac. Yes. Or yeah, don't do that either. Yeah, it's never good. You better off listening to Third Eye Blind. Hey, though. don't knock Toby Mac. <laughs> Toby Mac mm-hmm. is back, and the DC track is jacked. Oh, my gosh. Beyond comprehension. I believe that I failed to mention that. There's a lack of recognition. Are you done? Can we change this to two Americans and an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> Can we change you. that to... Okay. Um, so, oh, man, that's terrible. But, but that, I mean, that is a good... I mean, if, that's not a good example. It's an example. Um, you know, <laughs> you know when, as we all grew up, you know, you talked about... You would go into a Christian music, a Christian bookstore, which is anyway. You go into a Christian bookstore, and they would have. I remember there being, when I was in college, there being lists of if you like this secular band, try this Christian band. As if well, really there something there was something. Really, the existence of the entire Christian culture is kind of like that because you know, growing up, it was. Um, you couldn't listen to this certain thing, so here's the Christianized version. Here's the or alternative. Yeah. You even had it where. You know, we've got our our sort of C minus knockoffs of brands. So you've got instead of Reese's, it says Jesus on a T shirt, and it's like, so you get this. We have to set ourselves completely to the side and completely apart because we're sacred, and that stuff is secular, and those two things can never mix. And so it's this this either or black and white thinking that either something is, and so you we grew up with all secular things are bad. So, like, and all you had to do to sort of baptize something was just to say Jesus and, and change. I remember um, at times singing worship songs that were basically the same tune as a secular song, mm-hmm. but then we just changed the words to make them more Jesus-y and Christian. So remember that band that sang the songs that were, like, Christian versions of, what was that band Apologetics. called? Apologetics. Apologetics. Mm-hmm. Well, they were they were sort of like Weird Al Christian. Weird Al knockoff. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Really, really terrible. Yeah, yeah, but this, you know, those those are sort of the, um, in some ways, those are, that's kind of, those are kind of cute examples of dualism. But what you get, uh, the the dangerous side of black and white either or thinking, is what you see with guys like Donald Trump. He is all black and white thinking. So um, because there are certain Muslims that are terrorists, then all Muslims are terrorists, yeah. and so we have to deport them or we have to make them register on a list or uh, because certain Mexicans commit crimes when they come here and they come here illegally then all people that come here are what he, in his words rapists and drug dealers and like that is the insidious dangerous side of either or thinking and you're seeing it literally tear this country apart and it's not an exaggeration it's literally being torn in half um, because people lack the maturity and lack the ability to say well, yeah, be somewhere like that. I mean, because what what happens is when you say when a guy like that says things like that, they ignore the fact that there's tons of white people that commit crimes, and are meth heads and rapists and like so it you what you do is you ignore your own darkness, and you just focus on the darkness of somebody else, and so you project that onto a, 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 a into an entire people group. It's a way of I mean, like I say, it's pigeonholing, but it's a way of 
pigeonholing so that you come out on top. Yes, it, always. You will never be the person on bottom. You're never sure. wrong. Absolutely. If you're a dualistic thinker, you're never wrong. Mm-hmm. You can't be wrong. Yeah. It's, you are all good and they are all Yeah, good. it's us versus it's us versus them thinking. It's us and then it's them over there. Um, and, and I mean, to some extent, like we sort of grew up with that in our in church. Not that it was taught like that. Yeah. But this, the assumption was if you didn't go to our church or to a specific set of churches. Even if you went to the church across the town. You needed to you be could a, have you been. Were, you needed you to be evangelized. Depend, well, it depended on the denomination. We were cool with certain denominations. Yeah. But other I denominations. Remember, I remember growing up thinking, like, most of my mom's family is a, goes to Methodist church. And I thought, man. They're watered, I, they're watered down Christians. I need to save them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember having those thoughts. Yeah. Me too. And they're, they're wrong thoughts. Yeah. And, I mean, don't even get me started on Catholics. I mean, what I thought of Catholics at the time. I mean, from what I was told from a young age, well, they worship Mary and they don't even believe in the same God. I mean, like, I really believed that there was a different God for the Catholics. Yep. And that is dualistic, either or, us versus them thinking. And My that, way the highway. And, yeah, and what the dangerous, dangerous. the dangerous thing is this is what you see in the world with, you know, this unending quote war on terrorism or fighting is you got one side saying we're the good guys and those are the bad guys without any sort of clarity of thinking that realizes that they're thinking the same thing about themselves they're the good guys For sure. and they're the bad guys people lack the ability and somehow like lack the ability to somehow look at that and go wait a second so how can we be sure that we're the right ones yeah. and they're the wrong ones and this is what here's here's a good example of I don't want this to sound arrogant. I've come a long way in this thinking. I still have elements of my thinking that are dualistic that I catch myself. Third eye blind. Well, but they're crap. <laughs> so I'm cool with that. But, um, here, you know, I, I've been thinking about this lately. And this is something you can't say out loud because people would literally just destroy you for it. But this country lacks the ability to go and look at, at terrorism and go, maybe. I wonder, like, why do they hate us? Yeah. Like, non-dual thinking looks and goes, maybe if I tried walking in their shoes for just a second. And this doesn't, and this is why this sounds so terrible to some people, why some people that may be listening to us have already mentally checked out to what I'm saying, is that it sounds like if you start to ask that question, you go, well, then you side with the terrorists. No. What they do is horrible, terrible, awful. Like, there's no, like, that's where certain black and white thinking yeah. Is, is helpful because you can look at those things and go, that's awful. But it's awful also how our country exploits certain people groups in the Middle East and for oil or for their resources or whatever. So non-dual thinking goes, looks at a group like ISIS and goes, they're horrible. However, why do they, like, why do they hate us? Do they have any sort of legitimate argument to why they hate our country so much and, and Western thinking? There's some pretty legitimate reasons. It doesn't condone what they do. It doesn't, it doesn't excuse, excuse it. Yeah. what they do at all. It's horrible. And we can't say that everyone hates America. We, uh, oh, sure. Like right, right, right. That's, that's not... That's but not, certainly not a group like ISIS, they all hate America. Yeah, like, ISIS that's, hates America. Right. That's not even... That's not debatable. But that's what I'm saying. That's a classic example of non-dual thinking. And this is what I've sort of learned over the years is to look at that kind of thing and go, so... Why do so many people in the world hate America? Maybe, well, maybe in their eyes that we are the terrorists. We We're are the ones that are that exactly. are bombing them. And that's why. And, and is there some element? Is that a hundred percent true? No. 
But are there elements of truth in that? Yes. And that's the both and From both and thinking, yeah. not either or thinking, but both and to go, okay, so they're terrible, but there's also elements of how we treat people in the world that are also terrible. It's both and. Mm-hmm. That we need to clean up our end of that um, in order to at least be somewhat innocent in it. Instead of saying, instead of just going, well, those guys are the bad guys and we're the good guys and we're all good and they're all bad and we're going to destroy them. Because they're saying we're all good and they're all bad and we're going to destroy them. And what you end up with is an endless war. Well, and you can even take it, you know, even more locally in America. The whole Black Lives Matter, Cop Lives Matter, like, it's like you have to like I how many have to pick I've a side on right? Facebook. You yeah. have to pick like you know, you know there's the thing around Facebook of a picture of somebody shooting a picture through the rear view of a cop coming up to the car and it's like his life matters. It's like nobody's arguing that. What right. is, nobody's you, you, advocating you can for, say right. you can say that black lives matter and understand their the the, the oppression yeah. that they've dealt with and the the racial profiling they've dealt with and the the disparity between what what blacks are given in life and what they are able to achieve not able to achieve but able to what am I looking for um, you can say that without without it having to be to the detriment of anyone else yeah exactly right? like you can denounce you can denounce racist cops with an itchy trigger figure without denouncing all cops yeah. like that's sure. what I just I can't anymore wrap my head around that thinking where I yeah it's always on Facebook like yeah. you see I mean, if you want a good example of either or dualistic thinking just get on Facebook yeah. it's there it's it, it's that's everywhere all it it's yeah. all it is and you, that's a great example and if you brought if up you of even, the all lives matter versus black lives matter no of course yeah. all lives matter and most black people aren't going to argue that yeah but, but black, lives, black matter. lives matter too and understand that movement it's not yeah. anti-white yeah it's this they have gr- I, I cannot fathom the way they've grown up because I didn't grow up that way like the, the, I didn't grow up where they grew up I didn't grow up in the same situation. I didn't have to worry. Like, I never saw my friends get arrested or beaten by cops. Like, I never, like, I can't possibly fathom that, like, what they've seen. I can't. And so what I have to do is try to, and this is where non-dualistic thinking helps, try for any, in any sort of way to sort of enter into their thinking and to, and to walk in their shoes for, in, in any possible way that I can and go, I think maybe they have some legitimate beefs here. Like, yeah. That's non-dual thinking, um, and I, I, I don't know. I just I find myself well, much if, more at peace the more I've been able to sort of do that. And here, here's the, if you get on, you know, if you get into discussions and you get on Facebook or wherever, don't argue on social media; it's useless. But if you even go into a discussion, even we all do it. Even though we all do it, but even <laughs> if you go into it, you even go into something with in trying to like if you bring the moderate voice and say, well, what if what do we think about this? Not I'm right, you're wrong, but what if we think about this? You're automatically the other side. You're automatically the other side. Even though that's, that's not what you want to do, that's not what you're trying to do. It's like what have we thought have we thought about this? Have we seen things from their perspective? Because if you don't if you don't do that, you miss out. I mean you're 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 missing out on I don't Well know. another another good example. Like I've I've been asked before, what are you, are you? I know you're you know you're somewhat liberal. Are you pro-choice or pro-life? And I'm like, well, I'm pro-life. Oh, so you're, you know, you think over, Roe versus Wade should be overturned? No, I don't. And so like people automatically go, but that can't possibly those two things can't exist. Yeah, sure they can. Those two things can exist in the same way. If you look at history, banning abortion doesn't end abortion. 
So am I? And so when you, when people say, "Oh, you're fro, you're for Roe versus Wade," then then you're you're pro-choice or you're you're or what they put say is you're for abortion. No, I'm not for abortion. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like I can't think of too many people in the world that are pro-abortion. Like that's a ridiculous. Like nobody looks at abortion and goes, "That is a wonderful thing." It's reductionist thinking. It's reductionist thinking. And so when, when people ask me, I'll say, yes, of course I'm pro-life. That's why I'm also anti-war. I'm pro-life. You're just but firing I, on all cylinders. But I you also... pissed off the third-eye blind fans. I know, right? I have. pissed I've, off the military. I've alienated everyone you know, at this point. But that's what white people, that's, that's what generally happens is that dualistic thinking is inherently moderate. Because it looks at both ends of an issue and weighs it. And generally the pendulum swings to the middle. Like, I don't remember who, what writer it was. It might have been Richard Rohr at some point a few years ago that really opened my eyes and said that the truth always lies somewhere in the middle. Um, but someone argue that, that if, if, that, if, if, they're, if, if they're not 100% wrong, then, then I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But basically, if... What do you stand for? I, I guess. Is yeah, it looks. If you don't stand against something, what then do you, you look wishy. It looks like fence writing. Yeah. It looks like fence writing, and it looks wishy washy. And in some ways, it is fence writing, but it's it's fence writing with wisdom behind it to understand that on both sides of that issue, there's actually some truth to be found. And so it's it's balancing those things out. And like I said, abortion's a great issue because that's so divisive in this country. You know. Are you pro-choice or pro-life? Well, I might be pro-choice. Well, then you're for abortion. No, like I'm not. Yeah. However, I think it should be. Le- I think it should be. People should be able to access that, especially in certain situations, in a healthy environment, instead of some dude with a coat hanger in a back alley. Like you're not going to end abortion. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, history well, you're, does you're just, not bear that out. You're just ending safe abortion. Yes. So, keep Roe versus Wade. But yes, let's work with young women that you know are facing this this issue and understand that it's not an easy decision for anybody to make like that is I, I've actually known women that have on both sides that have had abortions and both and women that have thought about it and decided not to and every single person says the same thing it's an agonizing thing mm-hmm. it is an agonizing decision to make either way oh for sure and when you reduce it to just right or wrong black or white you eliminate that that decision you just well it must just be they just hate children and they're selfish no like there's certain circumstances where yeah, it's, it's reductionist yes we do listen it's, thinking at its core is reductionist thinking and there's there's never going to be any peace in this until a majority of people stop thinking in this in this either or way and that's where i think jesus speaks uh, to me that's one of the most appealing things of the life of christ and his teachings is he was totally non-dual he was able to call evil when it was evil, to call it what it was, and to call good what it was when it was good. However, he was able to walk that path in such a way that I mean, he he pissed off everybody, everybody. And when you when you think this way, you will piss off liberals and you will piss off conservative people. I think we pretty much pissed everybody off. You do though, but that's but that's what <laughs> you happens. Do. You do. you do, um, because you, you kill their sacred cow. You do. You take all sacred cows. You go. Oh, that's not really that sacred. Let's talk about it. And then you sort of, um, when you end up sort of towards the middle, you're inevitably going to tick both people off. Like, 
you, it just it, it's going to happen. I mean, Jesus his his entire existence was non-dual. You know when you know ever the whole thing of you know Jesus being God and man. That's just a way of saying that this was a man who lived in such a way that that line between the sacred and the secular, the human and the divine was erased. And Jesus makes that life available to all people. It wasn't a religious statement to say that he's God and man. It was saying, this guy, you know, when he says, I and the Father are one, that wasn't a religious statement of like, I'm up here and you're down there. It was a way of saying, this is accessible to you too. You can be, you can blur and even erase that line of human and divine and live in such a way that that, that line is now gone. That is non-dual living, non-dual thinking. Um, well, to piggyback on that, um, the, there's a Buddhist peacemaker. His name is, what do we say, Thich Nhat Hanh? Yes. Um, who was a huge influence on Merton. Yeah, literally. he was friends with Thomas Merton. Thomas Merton, yeah. Catholic. Monk if you've never read Merton. Thomas Merton, buy everything in his catalog and read it. Start with New Seeds of Contemplation. Yeah. Um, but he says... Um, Richard Rohr quotes him often also. He says, we need to rise above dualistic choosing of sides to look at a conflict the way a mother would, the way a mother would who was watching her two children fighting. She seeks only the reconciliation. Like that. So good. For people who are trying to find that third way between the two extremes, between the two poles, what they're trying to do, what I know the three of us try to do, and again, we we take sides. We all oh, do. Oh sure, it. we it's suck human, at it It's too human nature, sure. absolutely. So we, we can't sit here and pretend like we don't take sides. We probably are all left leaning, and but we have come to the point in our lives, at the age we are, where we sort of started to see. Look, maybe if we look to the other side of things here, we might be able to be, bring about some reconciliation because that's I think it's the goal um, is to bring about reconciliation. He says. Um, he also says, let me find it. He says, I am your brother, I am your sister, we are all humankind, and our life is one. And he says, that's the only way to end the danger for each of us is to, is to say to others, I am your brother, I am your sister, we are all humankind, our life is one. We all share the same blood, the same DNA. I mean, we're all... Yeah, I think if people could realize that that person that you hate so much, whether they live in the Middle East or whether it's your neighbor that you hate so much... You share like ninety nine point nine percent of the same DNA, yeah. and I think non dual thinking sees through all the crap and gets down to that elemental level and says, "I am. We are literally the same person." Well, and that's I mean Paul. That's why Paul's statement in uh, I think it's Ephesians. Actually, it's a couple of places. Maybe Ephesians and Galatians, where he says. Um, there's neither Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, all are yeah. one Christ Jesus. Like that, like he's talking about breaking down religious barriers, all uh, barriers, sexual barriers, yeah. all barriers are being broken down by Christ. We're literally all one. Uh, he talks about it's, Christ. Christ has created one new humanity in Himself. It's it's basically the most the rev, one of the most revolutionary passages in the New Testament. Really, the entire Bible. I would argue that that is up there with as far as revolutionary statements in the Bible with God is love. Mm -hmm. Like, if you really take those to their logical conclusion, it's a, it's astounding what you find. And I would say that that passage you just quoted is probably one of the most largely ignored of course. passages in all of Christianity. Sure. Nobody, at no point did I ever hear a sermon about that. Ever. Ever. Growing up. And it's not, it just, because you can't, like, 
there's I'm not sure there's another conclusion you can possibly draw from that. That there's now no like because what he did when he, even just saying there's no Jew or Greek in the Jewish mind, which is what all these guys were, were Jews. There were only two kinds of people in the world. It wasn't a very it wasn't a pluralistic society like we think of a pluralistic society where we can connect with so many different countries now with the click of a button. To them, the world was divided into two different kinds of people. You were either a Jew or you were not a Jew. Mm-hmm. Jew or Greek, Jew or Gentile. It was the ultimate dualistic thinking. The ultimate dualistic thinking. And Paul goes, oh, no, all that crap was erased in Jesus. Like, none of that matters. Male or female, Jew or Greek, slave or free. Everybody's, everybody's, we're in this together. We're in this together. And it's just completely and totally ignored, which is why you're seeing so many... Kind of like High School Musical. We're all in this together. I've never seen that, nor will I. Man, like you are really testing my dualistic thinking. Oh my gosh, Michael, you're killing me. Oh, you're killing me. Um, I, I I can't even, like, I wish we could give people a formula to start sort of getting out of that way of thinking, that sort of either or black and white thinking. You have to see, only, people, have to see other people as human beings. I, and really, I think the only, there's not even a formula, the only way that you can possibly do that is to legitimately try to get to know somebody that isn't like you. Absolutely. That isn't like you. you want to I, I know for all of us, at one point, we were very, what I would call, anti-gay. And I think we've all talked, the three of us have talked about this, that it, the, the, what really has changed our minds on it is, is getting to legitimately know um, homosexual people and not in any with any sort of agenda, just literally getting to know them as people and realizing, oh, they're human beings just like you, me. You stop seeing them as you don't homosexual. See as, yeah. Oh, that's my homosexual. That's my gay. It's my lesbian friend. No. No, it's just my friend. It's my friend. It's sure? just my friend. Like yeah. it's my friend and her partner. Oh, I mean, you're you know, not. You're no longer a gay. And his, and his fiance. And I think what's happened is you're no longer a gay person. You're a person. Yeah. Yeah. I think and that, I think it's the same thing with, with getting to know African American people or Asian people or Hispanics, Hispanic or people or Muslims. You stop talking about them as issues and you start understanding that they're human beings. Yeah. That want the same things that you want that are seeking love in the same way that you sought love are um, love their families like you love your family I just to understand like those lines get blurred and erased yeah. when I you think, legitimately try to enter somebody else's life I think we we I mean that was part of being a product of our environment like we were raised sure. to, to oh, think sure. that way to, to have sure and that's not the place blame on it no 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 not at all. I mean not. That's the way they were probably raised. That's the way we were. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just the way it was. And thankfully, through the grace of God, we've you know overcome that. I think, <laughs> at least to an extent. In some extent. ways, sure. In some, I still, I still, we still struggle, struggle with yeah. it. And you're going to because you're it's, you're human. I mean, you're gonna fight things like that. Like I can't find any. I mean, where I struggle with this is in a guy like Trump. I I, I can't find any good in him. Mm-hmm. There's got to be good somewhere, and I I can't I can't possibly look at Trump and his supporters and find any good and there's got to be some somewhere and I I that's where that just in, in full disclosure I struggle with that and I, I think I think part of the reason why um, we may struggle with that is because on some sense we were that guy oh, at sure. some point in time at some point in time what, what we can't stand about Trump are things that we we hate about who we used to be Oh, uh, absolutely. And, and, and granted, yeah, we were never as bad as Trump. I, w- I would say that we're ne- we were never as bad as Donald Trump. No, but, but I would say 10 years ago, I probably would have been like, yeah, I might vote for him. Yeah. 
For sure. Um, so we probably have offended enough people, so we're going to go to the next section if that's all right. <laughs> if anybody has any, uh, any final thoughts before we go into the feedback section. No, I think I that's probably I good. We could go on forever. Yes, yeah, we, we could go on forever. That was super long. Uh, I apologize. Um, the next section is feedback. Um, and we have not posted anything on, on our, our iTunes feed or anything like that. So we don't really have any feedback. However, I did have my wife listen to this podcast or the the podcast, the the first episode, not a big fan of firing people into the sun. (laughs) She was not on board. She was not feeling it. Um, and I said, I know that's the point. Um, he said, we said we, we knew it wasn't a Christian thing to do. And she said, um, yeah, but it's not, it's not Christian. And I said, yeah. Wait, I mean, well, to be very clear, this isn't a Christian podcast. Again, that goes back to our dualistic yeah. thinking. <laughs> yeah. It's not a Christian podcast. I mean, like we... That's certainly feel- how we lean because we grew up that way. Yeah, and I think my... Um, kind of my thing to her was, like, anybody who's listening to a podcast called Inglorious Pastors yeah. probably doesn't <laughs> like Donald Trump either. No. Probably probably's yeah. not on board with that. Yeah. And obviously, if you made it this far into the podcast and you're still listening, you haven't turned this off because we have have offended you or you're you're not easily offended. Um, thank you for making it this far, um, and we have a reward for you. It's thank called, you for being a non-dual thinker. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> or thank you for at least hearing us out. Yeah. Like yeah, if you disagree yeah. with us. Well, I think that's what a non-dual thinker is: is somebody who is willing to hear the other side. For sure. Yeah. Um, if if you disagree with us, please please reach out to us. We we would. Love to ignore your tweets at us. Um, no, we'll, we'll try. Give it. We need your feedback, so we'll we'll, we'll have it out with you um, <coughs> to the best of our ability. Um, you can um, rate us on iTunes. Um, the more ratings, the more visibility. Even bad ratings like help us be. And we prefer uh, good ratings. And we prefer five star, like because I feel like. Oh, we're totally five star guys. Beards yeah. alone. Yeah. We earn five stars. Yeah. Even though um, Michael's a communist. Even though, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> and he likes Third Eye Blind. And what? And he likes Third Eye Blind. I don't like Third Eye Blind. I've never bought a Third Eye Michael Blind Michael likes CD. Third Eye Blind. <laughs> I that's like on, that's that on the record. That's on the record. How's it going to be, guys? Mm, this whatever. is how it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like him, and then Jumper comes on. He's like, wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. See, <laughs> that's like not even as popular as the one I know. I You're you're going deep cuts. Oh, <laughs> That's a deep cut. Do, do Third Eye Blind have deep cuts? Is that yes? Oh man, that's uh, the great. first cut is the deepest. Yeah. Cheryl Crow. Oh my um, gosh! Wow. Oh my gosh. Oh. Okay, so we're gonna create a hashtag. Um, my here's what I wrote down. We can we don't have to go with this, but hashtag. Do you even lift, bro? Jesus. <laughs> that's my pick. Anyone I was gonna give a hashtag buff Jesus. We could do hashtag Chewy Coffee. I like do you even lift bro Jesus that's fine how about do you even lift Jesus do you even lift Jesus hashtag do you even lift Jesus so if you've listened (laughs) to the podcast this far and you want us to know that you you endured the pain literally nobody's Um, gonna do this hashtag do you even lift Jesus let us know you endured the pain we'll send you a coffee cube yeah, no, we will not. No. There will be there will be a review there, of coffee cubes. There, there are not enough coffee cubes to go around for hashtags. Um, what else am I forgetting to say? Uh, oh, follow us on Twitter um, at Pastards Podcast. Um, that's our official Twitter. 
My personal Twitter is at MJ Basinger. Uh, mine, Brad, is uh, at Polly Named Brad. And mine is at Polly Named Matt. At Polly Named Matt and at Polly Named Brad. That's P O L L E Y, by the way. Yes. I probably should point that yeah, out. Yeah, P O L L E Y. It's a good good call out. Spell it right or don't tweet us. Yeah. Don't at me. Don't at me. I hope don't somebody, at me, bro. I hope somebody <laughs> creates a fake app. Polly named Brad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just misspelled. And they just they just throw Donald Trump stuff all over oh. the place. I hope. I hope it's okay. Somebody uh, please do that. Challenge accepted. Um and then also uh, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Pastards Podcast. We are um, gonna be publishing all this soon. Um, and with that we're gonna go into um, you know, firing somebody into the sun. And no, please, this is, this is, we mean this, like, in, like, the nicest, most Christian way possible. <laughs> like, we don't really want these people to, like, be fired into the sun. It's just... Well, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor that we dislike certain people. So it's like... For numerous reasons. Yeah, but, I mean, we still love them. Yeah. Maybe. But, Do we? Is that where we're going on that? Yeah. yeah. Well, this is where this is where we show the very human side of us and that we this we dislike certain people quite a bit. Yeah, this is our dualistic. Yeah, dualistic yeah. part of so, um, maybe one day. If you don't like this, just 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 pray for us. <laughs> <laughs> we could use it. Um, really do that anyway. Yeah. yeah. Sure. All right. They probably have all through this podcast. Let's be honest. Okay. All right, here we go. Let's, uh, uh, we're going to fire into the sun. Rob Gronkowski.